0: The Protectors of the Wood episode series. Episode number 11, Advice from Tuck.
1: Chi-Chi gently pushed aside something heavy above his head. A dim glimmering of moonlight glowed in the darkness through leaves and plants. The scent of green growing things made Abby feel like weeping with joy. He silently slid out, under a mass of vines and brambles, and Abby followed, loving the feel of the dirt in her hands. Chi-Chi pointed to a low crawl space under the vines ahead. The fallen tree was on her right. He kissed her on the cheek and backed into the tunnel. With only his hands still visible, he slid the flat stone, covered with dirt and leaves, over the opening. He was gone. Abby replaced dirt and leaves around the stone and then slowly crawled forward. The din of crickets covered any noise she might have made. She squirmed under the brambles into the back of the children's cave under the vines. After a few minutes of listening and looking around for any movement, she crept out onto the bird watcher's path. There was no sign of people. A dim half-moon was covered by clouds, moving in a wind high above. Tuck's office had a light on. She walked slowly to the side door and knocked softly. And then once more, She waited. Slowly, the door opened. There was Tuck in a bathrobe and slippers. He stared in disbelief, pulled her inside, and closed the door. Abby, for once, I will break a
2: rule. He gave her a big hug. You don't know how glad I am to see you. Come on.
1: She followed him into the kitchen and set down her backpack.
2: Oh, we're both lucky I'm awake. It's only because I'm obsessing over that paperwork in my office. Your mother has made some discoveries by studying old files in the basement. Ugh, but I-, I should get my mind off myself. You must be hungry.
0: Yes, please. Food of any kind and cider.
1: Ah, uh, of course. He began laying out apples, bread, cheese, cider, and offered to make an omelette.
0: Oh, wonderful.
1: Abby had already washed her hands and was pouring cider and cutting bread and apples. Tuck stopped slicing an onion and just stared at her. I just
2: can't believe it. There you are. I see you've had quite a day, quite a journey. All that dirt you just washed off. It, well, I'm relieved, you know about that. You know, little secret of the churchyard. One more worry off my list. You can see one of the many uses of our backyard of wild nature. But let's never mention it. Ask whatever you need for now and then go to sleep.
0: I
1: need a plan for tomorrow. Abby was already munching apple slices. Hmm.
2: Yes, that should be our first order of business. But help me out. I I don't know where to start.
0: Well, does anything prevent me from simply picking up where I left off? I mean, can I live in the cottage rent-free, work as a church gardener, and hopefully work mornings at the preschool?
2: Now that's a question I can answer.
1: Tuck beamed a wide smile.
2: Yes, you can do all those things. In that sense, nothing has changed, maybe even improved. Rob left a phone message with Janet yesterday that they need you at the preschool as soon as you return.
0: Ha, ha. A piece of the puzzle falls into place.
2: You know, even though it seems you've been gone a month or a year, it's only been four days. You disappeared on Sunday. It's not just Thursday night. But of course, many things have happened, mostly good ones.
1: He was standing at the frying pan and flipped the cheese and onion omelette. The scent was making Abby ravenous. She was on her third glass of cider.
0: So what do I have to look out for? How do all these problems stand? Chi-Chi told me some of it. The bishop is staying here? The election is sort of on hold?
2: (laughs) That's one way of putting it. He's keeping his cards close to his vest, saying very little in public. But he has announced that no winner will be declared until his investigation is complete. There is tremendous pressure to go public with the details of what Bishop Beckett calls irregularities... But he's saying nothing so far.
0: But surely some information has leaked. At least to you.
1: Tuck served Abby the omelet with toast and set out more sliced cheese and apple butter. She nibbled a small forkful and found it too hot.
2: Abby, I've had some time to think and look at this entire uh, almost unbelievable situation. You may not have any idea, but you've become famous in this part of the world. You're going to have to accept the consequences.
0: What? That's ridiculous. I've done nothing except get in trouble. Maybe I'm famous as a jinx, a creator of problems. That's why I'm surprised the church even lets me stay here. Or Rose and Rob want me at the preschool.
2: Yes, you do draw a lot of attention. A whirlwind surrounds you. But most people don't blame you, and I agree with them. What actually happens is that you draw very severe and scary problems to the surface where people can see them. You don't start the problem. You don't make money off of it. You're not bothering anyone. You try to quietly serve the people in small ways but everything erupts around you.
0: But, what am I then? What am I supposed to be doing? Wendy wants me to just act normal.
2: What are you? You're a mystery. And I completely agree with Wendy. You should make every effort to return to normal. And to make that possible, you must completely avoid saying anything to the press about the election or any other public issue. You know, social media is a big thing around here now, and you are all over it. Don't feed that fire, stay out of it, and don't let your friends quote you. Yes, I know you'll have to submit to an interview or two just to calm things down, but you'll have to think carefully about what to say and stick to it. Basically, you want to say as little as possible.
1: Tuck turned away from cleaning the frying pan and sat at the table, forcing Abby to meet his eyes.
2: It's clear to me that you've become a sort of hero to part of the public and to the other part, well, a sort of demon. Abby scowls, refusing to speak. And you're well aware of this already. We have to cope with it
0: but I have no idea what to do about it. I don't even know why it's happening.
2: Wendy's advice seems perfectly good to me. Let's start with that as an overall plan. And as to why it's happening, let's put that question off for a better time. It's too complicated
0: now. All right. But Wendy and Chi-Chi didn't answer all of my questions. Yes, I'm supposed to just pick up my life where I left off and be quiet but what about that photo of me on the bike with the map stick? People will ask about it. They'll want to know where I was all week. They'll want to know about my parents. They'll go interview them, and Rivergate will be crawling with the kind of attention we don't want. And obviously I can't say I was visiting Wendy.
2: Ugh, yes, that's the problem we must decide now. Let's get to it.
0: Well, I don't want to be interviewed at all.
2: I've considered that idea, and I don't think it'll work. Reporters have been calling here and bothering Janet, even waiting in their cars right in front for you to appear. They'll keep pestering us and go in for some absurd speculations for lack of any facts. Why don't you choose a very friendly, cooperative reporter, uh, like that girl Sarah who works at the Evansville Record. She just published a very clever interview with Sonny Walker, very helpful to all of us.
0: Yes, that was genius. I saw them actually do that interview.
2: Try to create something like that. Just give one interview and then keep saying no. I think that's better than saying nothing.
0: But I'll have to say where I've been, what that strange thing on my bike is, where it is now, I'll have to give answers.
2: Okay, okay, look, you have one big advantage and you should use it at every opportunity. That photo of the crowd about to attack you in the church is scary. And three weeks ago, a mob threatened you with flaming torches. The public is wondering why these things happen and how you have the courage to face it. You can reasonably say that people seem to think you had caused not only that freak storm that trapped them in the church last Sunday, but also that strange traffic jam and thunderstorm of three weeks ago. These things have already been fully reported and discussed at length. The vast majority of people are sympathetic to you on that score. In fact, they see you as a hero. So what can I do with that?
1: Abby could not accept the idea of being a hero. Being hidden and anonymous seemed much safer. And besides, this hero idea seemed like too much responsibility, something she could never live up to. In Abby's view, Others acted more heroically, like Tuck himself, or Wendy, or Phoebe, Sonny Walker, even George, Sule, and Nico.
3: All things reach out for the sunlight The hand of life everywhere Went the trees, whisper through A piece the air. Ugh,
2: don't you see this harassment and violence you faced? It, it gives you a made-to-order excuse for leaving town and hiding. You could say you stayed privately with friends. Naturally, you don't want to name them because they will be bothered. And of course, you'll want to preserve those friendships. People will understand that you might need a safe haven again. Why should you expose your friends to trouble? And if reporters speak to your obvious local friends, they can truthfully say they had no idea where you'd gone and were worried sick. Of course, tell Sarah in advance not to ask about Wendy or your parents or any relatives at all.
0: That's good. I'll do it. And the mapstick?
2: Just say it's a, a carved walking stick that you are attached to for sentimental reasons. You were afraid that mob might break into your cottage, so you took it with you.
0: And where is it now?
2: Of course, you don't want to say. All oh, this intrusion into the life of someone who is just trying to help the church and keep a job. Well, it's overwhelming, and you're just going to have to leave it at that and a subject.
0: Hmm. Reverend Tuck, you're a genius. I'm saved. I'll do all of that. Now, what about other plans? Like the festival and the youth council? And what about George? And what's the real story with the election? And what has my mother discovered for you?
2: (laughs) Her discovery, if it holds up, is outrageously helpful. Such a relief, I can't describe it. But we're not going to discuss that now. There's nothing more you need to know tonight. You should get some sleep. Except we do have one worry, and maybe you can help. George has disappeared. His parents are frantic, and there's been news coverage about him. If you know anything, I would greatly appreciate being informed and relieving his parents' anxiety.
1: Abby looked down and shook her
0: head. No. I'm really sorry to hear that. I know nothing at all.
2: I understand, but you may have opportunities now to find out, and please let me know. The police will be looking for him soon, if they haven't started already. And one more thing, the watchers across the street, those strange people following you and photographing the churchyard, have all disappeared. There were photos of them in three newspapers. Your friends have devised a very effective deterrent to that problem. (laughs) Marvelous for both of us. You could be free to visit friends, move around without fear.
0: Oh, fantastic.
2: Uh, But now please remember, this new situation has not changed our basic rules. You understand?
0: Yes, and thank you for everything. I hope I can handle all of this. Your advice looks wonderful to me.
2: So, get some sleep. Rest up. Be normal. On with the show. We'll talk again tomorrow.
1: Abby was about to hug him, but Tuck stepped back.
2: No. We have to keep the rules now. No more exceptions.
1: She grabbed her backpack and was out the door, walking over to the cottage, feeling free as a bird.
0: Thanks for listening. Episode number 12 is coming soon. To hear all of the episodes, please go to our website, www.protectorsofthewood.com. For Facebook and Instagram, please go to Protectors of the Wood book series.
3: In the bright blue sky The world I know It comes alive And I'm feeling like The time has arrived To be what I can be Oh, it's like The universe is at my front door To you it may be Just a corner store, but I'm afraid to ask more, cause it's a lot to me. It's a lot to me. It's a magic land, and we're all in it. Step right up and let's begin it. Faces of people that we see, Father, mother, sister and brother come outside and see one another. Don't you think together we might find a way. It happened today, oh, mm-hmm. Life could be wonderful and terrible Anything can happen to you you, you. I say it matters It matters what we do Something special How I feel Now I finally know That it's real, it's real And I think together We might find a way Cause I gotta say We can make it happen too I gotta say We can make it happen too I gotta say We can make it happen today